Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined once again by my wife, Jessica. And today we're also joined by two special guests, Kyle and Lindsay Fesco. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, on today's podcast, we'll be looking at a special type of discipleship group, a family discipleship group. But before we do that, Kyle and Lindsay, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Okay. My name is Kyle. I've been a member here at Fairview for about 15 years. I currently lead a life group, um, serve in AV technology, and I'm currently serving on the deacon board. I grew up here at Fairview. And I've served in various ministries in the past, Um, but currently, and definitely my favorite, I'm serving in kids ministry as a four-year-old life group teacher. Kyle and I have three kids, ages eight, six, and one. Very good. Well, it's great to have you guys. Uh, So let's let's dive into family discipleship groups. And so, um, Lindsay, let's start with you. When you hear this phrase, family discipleship, what comes to mind? Well, I view family discipleship as a lifestyle, something we should always be doing. Um, If our long view of family discipleship is that ultimately we want to make disciples who make disciples, we have to see that it's not only those dedicated blocks of time where you study scripture and pray together. Our kids are always watching and listening, so we want to point them to Jesus in everything. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is a commonly used passage um, when talking about family discipleship. Verses 6 and 7 say, These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So yes, those intentional times with your children are important and necessary for discipleship. And it should be your goal to get to that point with your family. But if you look at Jesus with his disciples, it wasn't just a let's sit down for a few minutes each day and get you discipled kind of thing. Rather, they followed Jesus around and watched and listened as Jesus took everyday moments and situations and used those to teach his followers. So if we're going to be Deuteronomy 6 families, we will be intentionally discipling our children as we go out, when we're at home, when we lie down. We'll be teaching them and pointing them back to Scripture. It won't just happen. It's intentional, and therefore it can seem daunting and difficult at times, but it's absolutely worth it. So I'd like to echo uh, what Lindsay said. So it's about being intentional uh, with gospel opportunities with your children, uh, taking the lead on initiating conversations with your family, uh, asking children about what their life group was lesson was on or uh, what did they learn in the sermon? Did they hear a word they didn't understand? Did they... Do they understand what they heard? Um, Do they have any questions for you? Uh, Making time for devotions before bed, you know, reviewing the night before. um, Did they comprehend what they learned the night before? And are they able to uh, give that back to you? Uh, Most children will not initiate these conversations with you, so you have to take the lead on uh, engaging them. Yeah, Jessica, what about you? Uh, I think that everything Kyle and Lindsay said is so important. Um, I think one thing that we need to realize is that family discipleship has to begin with our own personal spiritual disciplines. Uh, Children, like Lindsay said, are so acutely observant more than we realize, and they will notice whether or not we are disciplining ourselves for the purpose of godliness. Our words will carry far more weight as we disciple our children if they see us actually doing the things that we are commending to them as true and right. 
Um, growing up, I'm sure that I had conversations with my mom about the importance of reading the Bible every day. But honestly, I don't remember those conversations. What I remember is waking up and seeing my mom reading her Bible every day. And that has um, shaped the way that I um, practice that spiritual discipline in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel the same way. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so, you know, for me, I have to kind of remind myself that this is a lifelong effort uh, that will never be perfected. And so uh, too often, I think we sort of feel like, um, well, if, if we treat this like a task and if I had a right plan and the right resource, then, you know, maybe I could just check the block off for family discipleship and say, hey, I've, I've knocked it out today or, uh, or, or I'm done. And it really just doesn't work that way. It's, it's this 24-7 effort uh, that we really invest in for the rest of our lives, even when our children leave our homes. And so, uh, I, like you guys, I believe it's the little things and the big things that, that matter. And there will be times where we do things really well, and then there are going to be times when we do things not so well. And so, like the other spiritual areas in our lives, I, I believe that as we grow in our understanding of Jesus and His Word, um, I think we'll grow in this area of family discipleship as well. Well, uh, Kyle and Lindsay, uh, how about you tell us, uh, uh, historically, in your home, what has family discipleship looked like? Honestly, it's constantly changing for our family. Uh, we still have relatively young children. We have a toddler, kindergarten, and third grade. Uh, things change based on our family schedule and having kids in such different stages developmentally. Typically, though, we do try to set aside time uh, each night before bed to read through scripture passages or devotion together, have a discussion do songs, and definitely have a prayer time. And it's not overly structured, and we definitely do miss some nights. We're not nearly as consistent as we want to be. Um, sometimes the kids are losing it or the baby's screaming, and it's just a total bust, but we keep going. And um, so we've tried a variety of things. We've done several different kids' devotion books. We've done catechisms. Um, but one of my favorites that we did a couple of years ago was the Theology book by Marty Mikowski. Um, so that really helped our family as we tried to build a solid theological foundation for our kids. Um, that book covered the theology about God, sin, people, all kinds of different things. And Kyle and I learned so much along with our children as we went through that book. Uh, we're also big fans of the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, just because of the way it helps even the youngest children see how every story in Scripture points back to Jesus. Um, so at night is when we do like our, our sit-down kind of reading through something with our kids. We also work with our kids on memorizing Scripture. Um, that's typically about one verse a week or so. Um, and that's um, typically what I work on with the children in the mornings. And actually, a lot of that happens in the carpool line as we're sitting in our car. So that's a good example of one of those times where I have to be intentional about directing that conversation. That's precious time that I have with my kids before I send them off to school for the day. So I want to be intentional and make the most of that time. Yeah, I think that's really good. It's a great point. Uh, it's really like seizing those opportunities um, when aren't like those times that aren't scheduled. It's all the other times as well uh, where we make those little investments. Uh, Jessica, would you speak for us? Well, I think that we've had a very similar experience in um, discipling our children, especially when they're young. Um, you 
you just really have to go with the flow. You know, if the baby's tired, then the baby's tired, and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, so you just need to um, have the mentality that you just keep going. You know, if it didn't work out tonight, well, maybe tomorrow will be better, and the next night, and the next night. I think ultimately what you what you need to do is um, show your children that this time is important, and it's a priority, and it's worth it, and they will get that sense. Whether or not they pick up on the Bible verses that you're reading, or whether or not they can remember uh, what you talked about, they will see that lifestyle, that priority that you put in your home for family. Discipleship. Uh, absolutely. And so uh, let me ask this uh, kind of given the nature of many of our homes, um, I feel that oftentimes uh, moms are um, left with sort of a lot of the weight of discipling children, particularly younger children that are in, uh, at home a majority of the day. And so for Jessica and Lindsay, um, what would you tell mothers out there that? Um, maybe they sort of feel intimidated by the responsibility of discipling their children, um, or, or maybe for them, uh, maybe they've tried many things only to abandon those efforts later. And so how would you encourage them? Well, I would say to start with prayer. That has to be the foundation of your family discipleship. And I would say have a plan. Um, that's often the hardest part is to just get started. So you don't have to have the perfect plan, but you have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're probably not going to do it. So pick something and get started with it. Um, even if it's just starting to meet with your family one time a week, start there. Um, and know that it's okay to change and do something else. If what you're doing isn't working for your family, then change. Do something different. Don't get discouraged and just quit because that's not a sign of failure just because it wasn't working uh, with one way that you were doing it. Every family, every child, every situation is different. So what works for my family may not work for your family. Um, And you don't have to already know everything in order to disciple someone, especially your children. One of my big struggles is that one of our children is a very deep thinker, and he asks really hard questions about life, theology, everything. Um, And it can be really humbling to have to look at your child and say, I don't know, buddy, but let's learn together. Um, And then ultimately, we have to just trust God with the growth in our kids. We're never... um, going to disciple our kids so well that we're guaranteed to produce followers of Jesus. We want to control if our kids become followers of Jesus, but it can also be freeing to know that while it doesn't release us from the responsibility to disciple our children, it helps us to not have to carry that burden when we know that it's the Holy Spirit's work in our children's hearts to draw them in. I agree absolutely with everything that Lindsay said. Um, she just she hit every point perfectly that I would have said. I would just want to add. Um, this morning, I read a, a pastor defined family discipleship as the important and mostly ordinary spiritual leadership of your home by doing whatever you can, whenever you can. And I think that is so helpful for us, particularly for mothers who tend to um, compare or set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. Um, You know, this is just ordinary parenting. It's being an ordinary Christian parent. It's uh, setting aside a time to read the Bible and pray with your children. It doesn't have to be spectacular. You don't have to, um, you know, blaze new trails and discipleship to be successful. You just need to do what generations of parents have done for millennia. 
And that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's all there is to it. Um, well, you know, I'll just add for 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 most mom, uh, you know, obviously the job is not yours alone, but it's it's dad's as well. Um, so let me encourage you to consider something um, as a dad. Um, particularly, you know, from my time in the military where I'd had a, a more traditional schedule where I'd come home in the evenings, uh, I, I can say that it, it can be intimidating uh, for dads to be gone to work all day and then to come home and then sort of feel like you're trying to inject yourself in a, a really well-established plan that it looks like your your wife is doing really well and maybe can do better than you. Um, and so f- for moms, I would say be intentional about including dads into the plan plans, uh, press them a little bit, and then understand that they're going to grow in this area as they grow in experience. And then for dads on the other end, um, I would just say know that you have a special role in the discipleship of your family, both of your wife and of your children. And so my encouragement uh, to you is to, to really lean into that role. Kyle and Lindsay, uh, here it is, the end of 2020, and we're starting to look forward to 2021. Um, so would you give parents out there uh, a glimpse of maybe what family discipleship will look like in the new year for you guys? Yeah, so Lindsay and I are both part of a discipleship net group now. Uh, we've been part of it for the better part of 2020. And both of our groups are going to be adopting the churchwide plan uh, in the new year. Uh, so that will naturally uh, flow down to our children as well. We'll be able to... Uh, have them do their devotions in the morning. It may require some adjustment in my uh, reading schedule. Lindsay gets up early before the chaos starts and does her reading. Um, and I have historically done my reading when the chaos ends at night. Um, so maybe to adjust the schedule, it will look like uh, she does hers in the morning, I do mine at lunch, and we review with the kids before bed. Uh, that way we're all kind of in sync with what we're, we're reading. Um, so we'll be doing the, the foundations uh, in the coming year. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing the same, uh, which really not a surprise. We've done it for a few years now. Uh, and, and I'll just share this. Uh, in the notes of this podcast, we'll share links to that reading plan. And then I would say for uh, members of Fairview Baptist, if you're a parent uh, or, or even if just uh, – just a member that's listening with no kids. Uh, we've got some additional resources um, that we uh, are able to give you. And so just kind of reach out to us and uh, we'd love to give those to you. Um, but we'll be adopting the plan as well, following the church's reading plan and we'll be journaling. And like Kyle said, uh, when you do this, it, it really makes all the other stuff you do, like discipleship groups and family discipleship time, really easy. Um, and I also think it's really good because um, sometimes with a devotional book, maybe you're looking at it for the first time when you're reading it to your kids. Um, but this is different, you know, and, and I think our kids recognize it. So they recognize it's important to us because we're doing it on our own regardless. And we're simply talking about the stuff that's most important to us. And I, I, I think our kids recognize that and they can see that we're not simply going through the motions with them. Well, uh, one last question about family discipleship groups. Um, let's talk about the logistics of, of seeing your family as a discipleship group. How might families start one? Um, what might that look like each day? Um, and so, um, Jessica, will you talk about what that might look like for us? 
I think um, just like we've said before, I want to reiterate that you need to be intentional and consistent. Choose a day and time of the week when you know that outside events and obligations are least likely to conflict with your family discipleship time. Use the guide and adapt it for your family according to the age and the ability of your children. And if you have young children, keep it short and sweet. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's better if it's not. And if you have older children, then encourage them to talk through their thoughts about the scripture. Model it for them by sharing your own thoughts and asking follow-up questions. Um, Be patient with them as they learn to articulate their thoughts. This is easier for some children than it is for others. And uh, don't be discouraged if your family time is interrupted by a screaming baby or a barking dog or a willful toddler. Because regardless of how smoothly it goes, your children will learn that family discipleship time is a priority in your home, and that will shape their own understanding of Christian discipleship into adulthood. Yeah, so not to sound like a broken record, but just being intentional with the opportunities uh, to talk with your children, uh, ask them questions, let them ask you questions, uh, reading books with them, uh, being around and, and being intentional with your gospel conversations. Uh, we also like to uh, put our children um, around people that may not act or think like them to put their uh, what they're learning into practice. Maybe, for example, that's on an, for school or uh, soccer on a rec league or um, when they're at school and they have questions about something somebody said or, or something somebody did. Um, it, it allows them to, to practice these things and, and apply them to real-life situations uh, when they're in the real world. Well, very good. Um, well, guys, we are just about out of time, uh, but I've got one last question for you guys. Um, Kyle and Lindsay, uh, we like to close each of our podcasts uh, the same way with a, a random question, and you are to answer it quickly without offering any clarifying thoughts or comments. You simply answer the question. Got it? Got it. Okay. Um, now, as... Um, our kids are getting a little bit older, but um, I think we can all remember uh, our kids would love to watch shows over and over and over again, and some of them were better than others. And so what is one children's show or, or even movie that you're not ashamed to say that you really like it and you might even watch it if your kids weren't around? Uh, Peppa Pig. <laughs> it's Peppa Pig for me, too. <laughs> it's, it's funny because... We, did, we answered the question separately. I did it at, at work, and she did it at home, and I said, so what'd you, what'd you put for this one? And it was the same exact thing, and it's just there must be something about it that just... Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Peppa Pig. Um, I never got into it. Yeah. What but, about you? Um, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, well, that's a good one. Oh, man, I didn't think about that one. So I was going to say Crypto the Superdog. Um, it's not widely known. It was like a dog that was a Superman. Um, our kids got into it. And here, here are your no clarifying thoughts. Um, and so, but by the time they got into it, they were no longer making any more. But apparently, like, there was this underground movement of middle-aged guys who liked watching crypto. And uh, I tried to buy them toys um, because my kids were into it. And uh, they were already being, like, price gouging and stuff like that. They were, you know, two, two, three hundred dollars to buy a, a little action figure set. And I was very tempted to do so because I liked the show so much. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's all our time today. Um, Kyle and Lindsay and Jessica, I want to thank you guys for joining me today. And until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.